Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Just ready to get the show started. All right. And I am also joined by Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's up, boys? <laughs> um, uh, Gerald is not going to be making it on the show tonight. He got stuck at work. And Dane will be calling in a little bit later. Um, we will be actually having a guest as soon as he calls in. Um, Craig Rippon is our guest. He's a uh, filmmaker. He'll be talking to us a little bit about his project, The Black Ink. Um, so that'll be really good to mix things up with him a little bit, but, um, before, before he calls and we get started, actually he's on now. So I'm going to just put him on now. 
I'm not going to go through that. Go perfect. All right, perfect. Good for it. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. How well, are nothing you? Nothing much, man. I'm all right. I'm just, uh, you know, staying in here trying to promote this project that I'm working on. And uh, it's a lot of work, but I'm I'm got the grind going. I got to get this, these Kickstarter numbers up. So that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. Absolutely. And without further ado, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Craig Rippon. Um, Hello. He's a he's a Hello. filmmaker. Um, so Craig, get right into talking to us about um, your project and what you have going on. Okay, well, um, I'm I'm uh, located in Albany, New York. I've got an independent uh, film company group that um, I started with my family. Everyone in the in the group is uh, related to me, my children mostly. And uh, there's five of us. There's uh, myself, Craig Rippon. It's me. My daughter, Faith Rippon. My son, Joel Rippon. Yes, I named him after Superman's father. Um, and my other daughter, Chatty Rip uh, Sanders. And uh, we have a family friend named Taj Laron. And uh, we've been, you know, it, it, it occurred to me at a certain point to uh, uh, develop a film project based on things that I'm interested in. I'm a graphic artist. I do comic illustrations. So when I'm up at late at night and I'm working on my comics, I tend to uh, look for interviews and things in music or whatever will inspire me. And I realized very quickly that when it comes to black people who are in the business of making comics, uh, who are in the industry, once you get past the usual suspects in terms of interviews, it's very bleak in terms of, you know, there's a very short distance that you can run before you run out of people to that you can see online and listen to them talking about what it is they do. So I said, well, you know, hey, listen, be the change that you want to see in the world. So my children and I, we pooled our resources, meaning all of our money. We bought all of our own camera equipment, our sound effects equipment, everything that we needed, and we hit the road. We, uh, Thanks to Facebook, you know, the social media, you can contact everybody. So I, I have a whole list of people that I want to appear. I just sent invitations out, and then we started interviewing them. And what happens is once you start interviewing people, other individuals hear about it and they see what you're doing, and they, they, they volunteer also to, to be interviewed. So things are going really well right now. We're halfway finished. The project is called Black Ink, and we're running a uh, Kickstarter campaign. We're trying to raise $15,446 to be exact. It's an all-or-nothing deal. The Kickstarter will run out April 21st. So right now we're a little over $5,000. We've been up for about a week. And we're trying to get that money together so we can hit those places that it's hard to get into a car and drive to California, Detroit, Chicago, uh, New Mexico, uh, South Carolina, all of these places. It's a little difficult to get to, you know, just driving there and and, and, uh, getting back. So uh, we're trying to get some assistance to help us make this happen. So if anybody out there wants to donate to what is a worthy cause and they want to see this take place, please go to Kickstarter, uh, type Black Ink. Um, and you'll see the Black Ink uh, logo, and you'll see our first trailer. We have Criss Cross in it, Sean Martin Brawl. Um, we had uh, Barbara Brandon Croft, Tim Fielder, um, Chris, I think I said Criss Cross already. Um, we have uh, several other individuals that I think you'd like to see. We've got a big list of people that are coming up. So, uh, like I said, Kickstarter, Black Ink. If you can donate, that would be fantastic. So uh, that's that's the long and short of it. 
Uh, I've been doing nothing but podcasts and interviews over these past few days. So things are going well, and I'm, I'm hoping that every time I do an interview or talk to someone about this, that it kicks up those numbers. I mean, absolutely. And um, if you join us throughout our social media handles, we can definitely get the word out uh, as much as possible, um, especially our Facebook. Um, just uh, We'll talk about that later, but we'll definitely do a weekend on our end to help kick those numbers up for you. But I did want really to say, I also sent the, um, no problem, I also sent the link to everyone in the group. That trailer that you sent me, um, Craig, was amazing. Um, I Thank fell you. in love with the project. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how uh, this all falls uh, falls out because it was a really, really good trailer. And um, I definitely got drawn in by it. Um, well, thanks. So, yeah, no problem. So I, I just wanted to say thank you for doing something like this because it's definitely something that's needed. Well, appreciate it. I, yeah, listen, I, I, like I said, I like I don't I don't believe in uh, – and just waiting for something to happen. I mean, I think you got to take the, the 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 bull by the horns and kind of make whatever you want to see happen happen. Because otherwise, you can't depend on anybody else to tell the story that you want to tell. Especially, you know, as black people, there's you know there's a whole lot of talk about. There's a lot of flack around things like, for example, using this as an example, uh, uh, Black History Month. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have individuals who feel we don't need Black History Month because, you know, black history is American history. Well, that is quite true. Black history is American history. However, it's also a part of American history that black people's contributions to this country are overlooked, whitewashed, glossed over, you know, downplayed. So you can't rely on another person to tell your story. You have to tell it yourself. So. We took Mike and camera in hand, went out, started interviewing people, and so far I have to say thank God things are going really well. So I just pray that there's a there's an upsurge in the in the, in the Kickstarter uh, money because because we want, really want to finish this off, you know. So that's that's where we are right now. So I really appreciate being on your show. Thank you very much. Absolutely, and like I said, uh, great, great, great project you have uh, going on. We will definitely help however we can. Um, I'll talk to you a little bit more after the show um, about hooking up with our uh, social media account so we can further get the uh, word out there. Um, it's great having you, and I can't wait for us to start our topic with you, um, chopping up what's going on in the uh, superhero universe. Um, so I think without further ado, we can get right into Logan. Um, I know that's what we have been dying to talk about. Me and Joel mainly because we saw it Wednesday. We've yeah. been dying to talk about this movie. <laughs> literally dying. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start it off. And then I'm going to pass it around. Logan, to me, was the most emotional, thrilling, fun, mind-blowing comic book movie I have ever seen. Now, I originally said, oh, actually, hold on. Let's add in. What's going on, Dane? What's up, guys? I just wanted to add Hello. you in before I any further. Yeah, um, you know, I was listening also beforehand, finally got in the room. It's been a really busy week. My parents just moved from Florida. Uh, my uh, brother-in-law, it's his uh, birthday last night, so I've been doing family stuff all weekend. But I am here to speak Logan. And I also wanted to say, Craig, I watched the uh, the uh, trailer, 
awesome, man, what you're doing, and we will definitely support it on our end as much as we can. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Go ahead. You were saying? I was just going to say it's very modern uh, Dwayne McDuffie-esque uh, stuff, and that's where we need to go, those type of directions. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. Definitely. You know, uh, I mentioned him in, in one of the questions that I have in the interview involves Dwayne McDuffie because, you know, since 2015, Milestone Media, 2015, Milestone Media announced that they were going to launch a comeback. But now we're in 2017, and they haven't come back yet, but I still have hopes that they'll work it out and get the, get their act together and, and get on board. They're probably tied up in some contractual things with D.C. because they've, they've got to get ironed out. So I have high hopes for them that they'll come back. I used to work there. It was one of the best experiences I had. So uh, wow, you know, I hope I hope that they do come back. It'd be really, really good a good thing to see. So, but you guys, let me say, um, you guys got me beat out here. I have not seen Logan yet. I've got at least three movies that I'm that I got to get to. I know all the spoilers, so you don't have to worry about spoiling anything for me. But I have not seen it yet. Um, uh, well, Craig, listen, I know you are busy with this project, but you got to find yourself an hour to two hours. To see this this phenomenal masterpiece of a movie. Um, okay. I I'm telling everyone who hasn't seen it, listen, you're missing you're missing out on something just mind blowing. But um, like I was saying, it, it it's what I I said this after we left. I said this is some people are arguing with me, but there's a difference that I need people to understand. Logan to date. And I, I don't think anything uh, in the near future is going to ever top it. It's the greatest comic book movie, but not the greatest superhero movie. There's a difference. And some people don't understand that. Um, and when I say that, it is because it is the purest form of a comic to a, a, a movie screen <coughs> that we've since watching. Um, and it's pure. Now, everyone's going to say, well, it wasn't the exact adaptation. You're right. And that's what made it so special is that they took the liberty of taking that story, knowing that they didn't have the full rights to all the characters and that they were going to make it its own. And it was perfect. One of the biggest changes that they made that I thought was just beautiful, and the first time I didn't hear the dialogue because it was so loud and the phone was screaming, was that Xavier killed the X-Men and not Logan. Um, I thought that was powerful. I missed when they were in the truck and it was playing through the radio. Um, I admit that. So when Charles was kind of like saying, you know, to Logan right before the the evil Logan came and killed him, yeah, X-24, I was just like, where is Charles getting this from? Like, why does he feel as though he's responsible? And when I saw it the second time, I was like, oh, shit, he is responsible. Um, this movie just, it, like I said, it captures you, and it just holds you and doesn't let go until, like, the very end of the end credits. Um, I'll go ahead and say my favorite part and then I'll go around and hear everyone's, everyone's take on it. My favorite part wasn't even Hugh Jackman and his Logan. It was Daphne's teens, I think. Is, yes, is the little girl's name. And it was mainly because for a large portion of this movie, she didn't even talk. It was just her goddamn presence that was just so powerful. Um, and then when she finally did talk, she captured you from that adorable standpoint which, oh my God, she's so adorable. Um, and just the way she delivered lines, the way she delivered her emotion, 
um, was just really something special. Uh, so I'd say definitely my favorite part was everything I saw of X-23. Um, but I'll go to you, Dane, because I know I, I don't want to go to everyone else and then you don't have that much time. Um, Dane, uh, give us the rundown on your thoughts, and then you can end it with your favorite part, and then you can pass it on. Okay, and I appreciate the uh, hospitality. Um, basically, I'm going to throw out some movies out there. Uh, very much there are elements of Unforgiven. There are tone elements to just a neo-Western in general. Uh, you know, um, the one that just came out, and I can't, I always forget it, um, with Ben, ben Foster and Chris Pond. Yes, yes, yes. There's, there's definitely that type of neo-Western tone, but I'll even say that some of it, in certain ways, the horror elements kind of reminded me of Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Now, yeah. not as you know, not as act like crazy, uh, you know, all over the place, but certain elements, especially with the X-24 concept, definitely gave me that type of feel. Um, I love the movie. I thought it was brilliant. It was a breath of fresh air. Um, you are basically seeing an indie movie that happens to have Wolverine in it, basically, and that is amazing. The acting was so powerful between Jackman and Patrick Stewart and the girl. She was incredible. Uh, I mean, she knew the fact that, like you said, she was quiet in it for a majority of the movie, and she was able to give off that much. Uh, it it just just blew me away. I mean, she spoke English, she spoke Spanish. She was doing a, a has to have been doing a majority of the stunts. I'm sure that obviously she had stunt girls and stuff like that with her, but she had to do a lot, and she was able to do it. And I've never heard of this girl ever. You know, she's kind of like uh, the actress that played Eleven. Completely caught me off guard. Actually, I want the two of them to be in a fucking movie together and just like fuck Absolutely. shit up. Just Absolutely. Call, call, call it little, call it little uh, murder girls. You know, you can get a hit girl to like lead them uh, in, into battle. Uh, but it was just, and I also like that she was Hispanic. Uh, they they changed. Actually, I can't remember from the comics because she was she was brought up in X Men Evolution, I believe, and then yeah. adapted the comic books. But I. I love that element. I love that they gave her, you know, that she was different. And, you know, before this, I had been saying, and, I mean, this is last week, guys, that the character is bigger than the actor. I want Logan to die, honestly. Um, I, I think they can figure out other ways to have Wolverine in this. Uh, they've had X-23 is a great uh, version of that. The Ultimate Universe had uh, Jimmy, his son, who came into it. Dakin is obviously a bad guy, but, you know, I'm actually okay with them having Hugh Jackman and the character for a while stand down and try to go about it a different way, um, honestly, at this point. The movie was perfect. It's in my top five uh, comic book movies. I don't know where, but I love it because it's like Winter Soldier or The Dark Knight in the sense where it's not your normal formula comic book film, and that's what made it amazing. And uh, I don't need it anymore. I was happy there wasn't an after credit scene, even though me and John waited for a while and we were like, I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, there's no after credit. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. So just the movie was brilliant. I give it – I think I gave it on my review on the ride home a 9.4 out of 10. Uh, it's very hard for me to give 10s to movies. So I thought it was awesome. Really quick before you pass it on, Dane, I did want to say um, I thought Mangle did this, and it was kind of like really quick, so maybe not a lot of people uh, caught it at the beginning. I thought it was perfect how – in the beginning, when they started showing the credits of everyone's names, um, it said introducing Daphne, was her name Daphne Keene. So it was letting you know that she hasn't done anything before. This is her introduction into the movie world. 
Um, Incredible. Which I thought was perfect. And I, I thought, I thought when, when the credit said introducing her, I thought that was him letting us know. Because the name came after Patrick Stewart, after Hugh Jackman, after all these guys. I thought it was his way of saying, you have no fucking idea how great her performance is about to be. So let me introduce her properly so you guys know this name moving forward. And by God, do we not now know who this little girl is. And I hope her, as Dane said, just like Millie Bobby Brown, which we know she's going to be in um, uh, Godzilla, the next Godzilla. So she's starting to get her her glory. And I hope this girl is up next. Um. I don't. So yeah, I don't want her to leave, her to leave the franchise. Uh, honestly, I know it's going to be very hard, and I know I've said this before, but I am predicting right now, and this prediction's pretty stupid because I did the same thing with Days of Future Past, and they didn't do that. I think that during the events of the Phoenix movie that's coming up for X Men, you're going to see all the timelines come to one. Um, everything's going to be kind of reset and reshaped to go forward because I want this girl in the X-Men movies. It will be a really big waste if she's just done. I, get Cable to come back in time and fucking grab her or go, in, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like figure out a way to get her to point B because I want to see her going forward. Honestly, so honestly, that, I would love that. But the only reason why I hope it doesn't happen is because the way Mangle treated this character in this, this, uh, this actress, <clears throat> I don't want anyone who takes it moving forward that's not mangled to take it and mess it up. And by mess it up, I mean, like, she needs to be the vocal point of, of, of your, your excellent movies if you're bringing her in going forward. I'm not talking about the leader because she's obviously, like, 10. But I'm saying she needs a lot of screen time because she's delivering. She delivered more in this movie than I saw of the entire new X-Men team in Apocalypse. She's just better than that. She's just better acting-wise. Uh, in that role than they were in their role. So all I'm saying is she just needs, I, I think that's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, keep that in your back pocket, and maybe if Mangle decides to direct an X-Men film going forward, because what we saw of those little kids in the woods, he looked like he could do an X-Men movie. Um, he was able to take, yeah. you know, kids and, and show off their powers and everything. He could do an X-Men movie. Um, but uh, let, let's, me and Dane keep going back and forth. Let's go to um, let's go to Kanan. Uh, Kanan, what were your thoughts on uh, Logan, and what was your favorite part? Well, as far as my thoughts go on Logan, is I I went into it really didn't expecting it to be a comic book movie, and I walked out feeling like it wasn't a comic book movie, but it was one of the best semi-adapted type uh, comic book movies that. That I, you know, that I've ever seen. Just the overall tone, uh, like you said, very emotional. And I don't think it really hit me until today. I was actually watching Days of Future Past and seeing Wolverine and Patrick Stewart and uh, Hugh Jackman. I'm just like, man, that's that's it. Like, you know, they say they're done, so we're not going to get this ever again. And like, makes you like appreciate all the time they put into the role and. Uh, I'm I'm with y'all as far as Daphne Keene. She she was awesome in the movie. Um, she definitely stole the show when she was um, in the presence. But I mean, I, I still have to give uh, a lot of praise to Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. They really just you know went all out. I mean, just the the emotion between them at, in the in the farmhouse. You know, you could when he picked him up and he you know he was like it wasn't me, it wasn't me. I mean, that was just like. Oh my gosh! Like 
you know, the whole time Wolverine's acting like, oh, I don't have a heart, I, you know. But, you know, then you see that he that he does. And even, like, uh, X-23, you know, saw that he really did care. Like, he always continued to act like he didn't, but, like, deep down he did. <clears throat> and, like, also, um, I know uh, Pierce wasn't, like, a, a, you know, a great villain, but I think Boyd Holbrook did an excellent job. Um, his accent, I mean, he, he just had so much charisma and, and presence when he was on. I just wish they would have fleshed him out a little bit more. But yeah, I mean that it's it's definitely a must see. It's I don't know, it's it's a very powerful movie. Mangold uh did a really good job and it was just good to see, you know, them kinda tie it all up. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely and I'll even I'll speak for Dane on, on this. Um when we were uh praising X twenty three, it wasn't at the expense of Hugh and Patrick Stewart. It was in addition to Hugh and Patrick Stewart because the three of them. Oh no, I know. I'm just saying, you know, that yeah. I mean, it. She, you know, I when I, you know, when I saw it, I was like, you know, she was completely badass. Like, I mean, it, it was just, it was, it was awesome too to see even Wolverine knowing that. I mean, because he's 197 in this movie, so at 197 years, like for him to have that look on his face, like, oh my god, you know, like, is this how I was? Is you know, it's like for him to be impressed and like shocked. That someone could have the rage, you know. That was just, you know, it was just, you know, it was like, wow. I mean, it was cool to see that to see someone, and I love that. Like, I mean, she was lighting X twenty four's ass up, and I was like, oh my gosh, she is badass. Like, please get a get her in another movie. So absolutely, and honestly, I'd love to see a western style version of just her and Hugh Jackman, just like on a road trip killing people. Like <laughs> that would be. I'd be like 18 yeah. style, 18 style, where like people call them and they're like, "Hey, you know, we need your help with this and that," and they go help people. It'd be some of the dopest like buddy cop type of, you know, superhero type of comic book movies you could ever produce. Um, even that scene with them two in the woods. Even mm-hmm. though I wish we would have gotten more of them tag teaming as far as uh, a fight uh, in that woods, I wish that was fleshed out a little bit more. But just what we saw a little bit. And I'll even say this, me and Joel, right before I pass it to Joel, me and Joel, as soon as he took the uh, the vial of the green stuff, just looked at each other and was like, yo, Berserker, it's about to come. And then he just went ape shit, and we were just like, yo, this is so awesome. Mangle got this character so right. How have people failed this character for 17 years? It, it's amazing. It's amazing. But um, I'm actually going to go to Joel. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh my god okay well Logan was I don't know if anyone noticed but everyone seems to really enjoy this movie <laughs> it's, 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 freaking, it's freaking fantastic um, I walked out in shock of how good it was and, and I'm happy it is the end of an era like we had I want to thank you Jackman for being there as long as he did. He didn't have to be with them that long. He didn't have to stick with it, and Fox has not always done done him justice. And they did it. They You know what? They gave him the reins, him and Mangold, and they created a masterpiece. And um, I, I truly did love this movie. It was the best... It's the best movie, including a comic book character in it, or comic book characters in it. It's what I have to say. Because it's a pure movie on itself, so people don't even know who Wolverine is. You don't even have to watch 
all the other movies to watch this movie. But if you did, you were definitely treated to a, like a closure. I guess closure is the best way to put it because you got a little bit of everything in that movie if you've been following Wolverine from the beginning. But if you don't, you still got an incredible heartfelt movie. There's so much drama and so many parts where I had to stop like myself from tearing up. It's insane. I just truly did think this was incredible. It was an incredible film overall. I don't, I've heard people say that it might, like, some of the plot was all over the place. Did you hear that? I did hear that. And you know what? I did. Hear I don't that. know where they're getting that from because I thought it was pretty straightforward if you were paying attention to the movie. But it, it's, it's hard to put into words how, like, how well made it was and, and how much Question. justice it was. Go ahead. Uh, uh, um, I haven't seen it yet, but everything that I'm seeing is like high praise. I and actually I expected it to be awesome, so I'm 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 sure I'm not going to be disappointed. But here's the question: Do you think that this is going to truly be Hugh Jackman's last performance as Wolverine? Because I asked that for several reasons. One, he's so synonymous with the character, and when he started playing Wolverine. The success of the, the we weren't in the era of the comic book movie as we are now. I mean, Marvel's just taken over the world basically. They own comic movie summer that that whole thing. They've taken over. So I'm I'm thinking to myself, and I've even heard Hugh Jackman say, if if I could if I if they, if they could put me in where I could face off against the Hulk, I don't know what the likelihood of that happening would be. He says he'd definitely come back and do it. But I would imagine that with the amount of money that these people are throwing around now versus what Hugh Jackman would have made when he first started out. I'm going to be very surprised if he actually sticks to his guns and he doesn't come back in some way, even if he's just to make a cameo, especially like in a Deadpool movie. I'd be very surprised. Do you think that this is actually it for him? I think before this movie, I didn't think so. I thought, I'm like, you know, that's just him talking. But after watching it, I kind of don't want him to come back. It's just It's a weird feeling to say that out loud. But after watching it, I'm like, I think it ended correctly for him. And he he shouldn't. If, I mean, if he does, I wouldn't be mad. Right. <laughs> but I wouldn't be like, how dare you come back and give us the best performance we've ever seen? Like, no, nah, it, it, it'd totally be fine. But it's one of those things where it's like, picture a Western, right? Where it ends with the guy riding off in the sunset, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Instead of the movie ending, he starts riding back into town. And you go, well, what the hell was all that for? Like, the whole conversation <laughs> and you riding off. It's like, well, sorry, yeah, I kind of yeah. wanted to come back. So it's one of those things where it's like, he, 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 you know, he was riding off to the sunset with this role, and the way it ended kind of was like, that's the end of this book. Right, right. You know, that until book, someone that book. that book, until someone writes a new book. I'm like, there's no more chapters. I even said, if he is in a Deadpool movie, Deadpool is its own universe. It's not connected to anything. So it's not like Hugh Jackman would be in it for the full movie mm-hmm. or even half of the movie or a series with Deadpool. It would be an appearance to make people laugh and go, oh, Hugh Jackman's a Deadpool. Oh, Hugh Jackman might be in right. it, but I don't so, know Wolverine. That's what I'm saying. I don't even think Wolverine would be in it. I think it'd just be um, Hugh Jackman as Hugh Jackman in the Deadpool movie. Right. But even if Deadpool and Cable somehow bring you know, Wolverine back to life just to, you know, throw a couple jokes or whatever. Um, I'd be fine with that, but I'd only be okay if it was in a very small capacity. I'd even go as far as to say it's like a deleted scene. Um, I wouldn't actually want it in the movie mainly because, like I said, I don't need it. it ended so perfectly. 
Don't do Fox. Please listen. Don't do anything to tarnish how beautiful that is. Like, don't pull Agreed. a DC. Don't give me an alternate ending or alternate version where it's like he lives and everything's all, all hunky dory and you know <laughs> everything's fine. Don't don't do that. Let let this be it. The rock it's beautiful. beautiful. Right. <laughs> the rocks start shaking like, like, like Superman. Yeah. What, you, you don't want to see his claws come out of the ground at all? No? Like, I, no. No. I felt at the time I did. <laughs> you know, but um, wow. but yeah, no. To answer your question, they need to just leave it how it is. Um, but Nick, I okay. think you're the last person. Uh, give us your uh, your thoughts and your favorite part. All right. First off, I agree with you 100%. I think this was just the perfect send-off for you, um, for the character, everything. Like, I'm 100% with you, Joel. Like, if you had asked the same same exact thing, you had asked me before the movie, I would have been like, yeah, dude, like, team up in a Deadpool movie. Have it be like a buddy cop, you know. But they got cable for that, so they don't need Wolverine to do that. And he's already had just the perfect, perfect send-off. Like, just let it be, um, like, let, let the man, let the man take a break. Do you know the workout regimen that motherfucker has to go through to keep in shape for this role? Like, give him, give him, like, let the dude chill. Um, but, uh, but as far as just the movie itself, man, I, I, it, my, my interpretation, because y- y'all have been mentioning, like, comic book movies versus superhero movies and all that, I'm very literal when it comes to that. So, like, uh, like a movie like Road to Perdition, to me, is a comic book movie because it's based off a comic book. Um, it's definitely not a superhero movie because nobody in there is doing superhero stuff. A movie like Unbreakable is a superhero movie because you've got this dude who's like a superhero, but it's not a comic book movie because not, it's not based off a comic book. So like right. that, that, just to give you a framework of like my interpretation, this to me was undoubtedly the best of both worlds. It was my favorite comic book movie ever was Road to Perdition before I saw this movie. This movie topped it. My favorite superhero movie ever was V for Vendetta. This movie topped it. It is, to me, the quintessential best of both, um, bar none. Like, just such an emotional roller coaster. Um, And and like you guys said, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with we have 17 years invested in this character um, and, and much more of that for most of us, you know, who grew up watching the X-Men cartoons and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so, I mean, yeah, absolutely. The movie was just terrific start to finish. I thought everything was just perfect about it. The tone was perfect. And I want to throw out a couple things um, that you guys had mentioned earlier um, or, or that you guys hadn't mentioned earlier. Um, the comedy was really good in it. The comedic bits, like, it's not a comedy at all, but, I mean, I found, my, found myself laughing several times throughout the movie. Absolutely. I mean, when, when uh, I mean, obviously, the banter back and forth between uh, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman was excellent. Like, there were several comedic bits uh, involved I in that. Yeah, like, it's so much, like, it's just so many F-bombs that I loved it. It was so great. Um, dude, and how about, like, the scene where she finally talks for the first time, and he's like, wait, you can talk? And then she starts just, and he's like, well, it's just, blah, 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 blah. 
Dude, I was dying laughing. That was so funny. So, like, it had so many great elements like that where, like, and that's what, that's the thing. That's what every great drama has. It's got a little bit to break the tension. And that's what this movie did. It had it sprinkled in throughout the movie just to break the tension, just to give you that little bit of a breather in between the action and the tears because um, I cried three times, and I'm man enough to admit that. And, Boys. like, it, it, dude, it was just perfect. And as far as, like, my favorite scene and the scene that, like, made me cry the most um, was at the very ending when, when, he, when he died and when she finally says dad, she calls him daddy. Oh, dude, like, I lost my dad when I was 15 years old, and so, like, I'm a sucker for father-son, father-daughter relationships, uh, anything like that, and, man, it just hit me. It just, like, it hit all the spots, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, I just felt for her so much in that moment, like, like, she just wants to have a relationship, and they built it up so well. I mean, no. down, to the, down to the line where she's talking about, like, he's like, you know, all the people that I care about uh, end up getting hurt. And then she's like, well, I guess you don't have to worry about me. And I was like, damn, son. Like, I mean, and, and that's exactly <laughs> the kind of shit a 12-year-old would say. And, like, I was yeah, just like, right. wow. I'm, like, everything Nick, sprinkled throughout the movie. And then, and then to top everything off, um, the, the last scene, where she picks up the cross and turns it over to an X. And I was just like, yeah. the tears are back. Fuck, <laughs> dude. Like, Actually, oh, it was so the, amazing. The point that I'm free. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to pull out. And, uh, I got to go with my wife and just signal me, sneeze me or something. But listen, guys. I, you got me all hyped about the movie now. I gotta see it. So, you know, um, absolutely. Enjoy. I, I wish I wish I could have stayed long long enough um, to talk to you about some of the other things that's on your, your on your on your agenda. But I gotta run. But thank you very Come much, uh, and I really appreciate this opportunity, guys. You take care. Absolutely. I we'll appreciate talk it. Thank you, man. Thank okay. You. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Um, I'll definitely say that the part, Nick, that got me the most was when she was talking to Logan and she was saying, you're dying. Charles told me. And then he kind of goes, well, what else did Charles tell you? And she goes, he told me not to let you. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Ah, ah, yeah. me up. And I, I knew at that point <laughs> she felt <laughs> with that stress on that little girl. When she said that, I was just like, you know what's about to come? He's going to die, and I'm not mentally ready. Because when mm-hmm. he goes, this yeah. is my last time, it could be like, this is my last time. It's going to end on a good note. Right. And I just, this is my last time being loaded. But I never would have thought at the beginning of this movie, like, this guy's going to die, and, you know, I'm going to feel like a part of me gone. But when she said that, yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. No, 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 no. And then the relationship between <laughs> him and Charles, also struck um, because you got two people lost their father right. in, in this movie. And it was just like, mm-hmm. holy shit, it's so powerful. You had Logan lose Charles. Then you had... Uh, and Charles thought Logan killed him. Right. Yeah. Charles thought that. Charles was just like, what the fuck? I think he knew. Uh, honestly, I think he knew, though. I think he I knew. I hope so. 
I, I really hope so. There was a He knew after he took him down to the truck. Yeah, once Logan there was, picked uh, him up, it uh, Xavier was like, yeah, I, I know. That's why he brought up the whole Sun Seeker and everything. Yeah. It was clear. I honestly, oh, God, that that was, I rough. Kinda, that was rough right there, man. I kind of jumped because I'm like, all right, Charles is dreaming, having a nightmare mm-hmm. of, of Logan killing him. And then when it was like, no, this is Terminator right here, I was just like, holy shit, that standoff between uh, X-24 yeah. and Logan, where Logan was just looking at him like, Logan couldn't even process like eight of the nine things that were going on. The people that dinner died, twenty threes in in handcuffs. Don't ever take, don't ever take Logan in as a guest. This has been proven now. I think in the first fucking movie. No shit. Just tell him. Just if you see Hugh Jackman, even in in person, station. Don't tell him to fuck off. You see Hugh Jackman and he asks you for a hand, tell him to fuck off. I'm not dying. Yeah, if you're at the convenience station, put up that clothes sign and lock the fucking door, dude. (laughs) He's like, listen, no, sorry, we can't serve you. We can't serve you at all. But what I wanted to get into really quick with you guys was me and Joel talked about this Wednesday. I'm I'm not going to say that they missed because Mangle did such a great job with this movie. I don't feel as though it's right to critique it in a negative manner. But I thought they, they. yeah, but I'm saying I, I thought that was a golden opportunity to not only introduce his daughter in X-23, Jacket, and instead of, in, instead of X-24. I thought that was a perfect, perfect chance um, because it would have hit a lot harder. Um, him having to kill his son, right. his son killing him, and then his daughter losing her Like, it would have hit on so many more angles, <sighs> but I guess he felt... Charles going, Logan's going, right. you know, um, even Steve Merchant's character, um, Caliban. Uh, Caliban, Caliban dying. Poor goddamn Caliban. I know. Uh, poor yeah. goddamn yeah, Caliban. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I was watching uh, Apocalypse last night, and I realized Caliban is in X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, different yeah. different actor, but yeah. yeah, same character. Yeah, different actor, yeah. 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 Little did he know he's going to grow up and die horrible. Um, <laughs> I don't know those actors. Yeah, and outlive all of those X Men he met, except Wolverine. But no, I, I do, he was I do his, his life kind of sucked, anyways. Yeah, his life. I thought he went out. I thought he went out honorably. I thought he. I thought he, he oh, yeah. sacrificed. Oh yeah, for them. So yeah. I mean, that was, was like, awesome. motherfucker! Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, Juwan, I I agree with you a lot. Like, I think it would have been. Is his name? Is it? Is it Draken or Draken? Is that his name? Yeah, I thought I thought it would have been a perfect opportunity to do that, and I felt like too, that was to me the only plot hole in the movie that I picked up on. Other than you could maybe argue the adamantium bullet because of uh, uh, origins, but I think everyone just kind of considers that and doesn't count. So who gives a shit? Um, But but like with X twenty four, like how how like obviously the other one was a girl. Um, I don't think they ever really explained how X-24 was already an adult um, when it was after the girl. I mean, I, I would imagine it would be as simple as just some kind of sped up, uh, you know, like Star Wars clone type thing where the where the, the being grew grew faster. Uh, but they don't they don't ever really explain it. And, it. and it didn't like upset me or anything. But I thought I thought that kind of fits with your narrative of I do think there was a a slight opportunity missed. But I agree, you can't. You can't hold that against him, though, at all. Not at all. 
No, no. Actually, Joel, I what? want you to just say to the guys what you just said to me. Uh, my choice instead of Dak, and I probably would have preferred to see Sabretooth one last time as X24. I actually, um, there was actually, it's a, it's a rumor, it's, it's, it's from a YouTuber, but he gets a lot of bullshit, and it might just be something he made up, but apparently what he said, that that spot uh, with the person ripping the, 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 the family apart and shit like that was supposed to be Victor Creed, but when they were in the process of creating the story, they couldn't get time to be able to get that in there. So they kind of uh, just because I, I guess I guess they were going to do X twenty four at the end a, as a big reveal uh, as like the last thing so he would have killed Victor. But that's apparently honestly, where they were thinking about going with it. Honestly, uh, that would have fit a thousand uh, times better. Because think about it. How, when, was the, when was the first time we saw Hugh Jackson as Wolverine versus Sabretooth? Yeah. Right. That would have been the perfect Origins, perfect way to end it. He starts with Sabretooth. He goes out with Sabretooth. That would have been great. And especially adamantium sabertooth. And picture him going up and going, is that my niece? And then just like that whole fight between the three of them, it would have, like I said, there's two gave different points. Exactly. It would have given it would have given it more of a feel. Um, and it kind of would have hit a lot better if you could have had a week in Sabertooth, week in Logan, yeah. fight to the finish, um, <laughs> old man Sabertooth versus old man Logan. Um, but Kanan, you're you were adding Maybe they'll have an that. ultimate edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I was gonna say the only thing I the the uh, adamantium bullet was definitely not back to origin. So I mean we know X twenty four probably didn't have the laced adamantium because adamantium on adamantium can't destroy each other unless it's heated. But um exactly. the uh Yeah. The my only my only nitpick with the movie was I felt like they – I know Mayo said he didn't want to do Mr. Sinister, but I felt like they missed the mark on um, kind of introducing – I know they did an Apocalypse, but it would have been, and we saw Essex Corporation take the vial, which ended up being what helped create uh, X-23 and X-24. So I don't know why, instead of doing Transient, why didn't they just do X, you know, Essex Corp and, you know, and just kind of tie that in, and that way, you know, if they do an uh, X-23 movie or even in the next one, you know, then they can bring in – Mr. Sinister, and that kind of all, you know, ties it in. But that, that was the only thing I felt like they kind of missed on. I, it would have been cool that even though they didn't have Mr. Sinister, they still had the corporation, you know, and you kind of see, you know, where it all led to and that they were behind creating, you know, all the movies. Honestly, I think they'll tie that in in some of the subsequent X-Men movies that are come out, coming out that are going to fill in the gaps. between. I mean, you never know with the timelines and everything that they do, but I think they'll probably use – Essex Corp Corp in in interspersed and so maybe you know Fox was like hey we'll give you free reign to make this movie but you can't use these handful of characters and so he picked the ones that he could I don't know I'm just thinking yeah. maybe that that's you know I a mean, possibility I mean honestly like like we said it was a it was a great movie yeah. great movie we're we're nitpicking yeah. at it from a standpoint of yeah comic book fans. We were like, all right, this yeah. would have been cooler, that yeah. would have been cooler. But we're not yeah, exactly. It. it was boring or it wasn't no, it no. wasn't well driven enough. We're just critiquing it like, God damn, as a comic fan, second yeah. man. That's a little legit my only beef is yeah. all to comic book issues. Comic book like, issues. I wish too. I got to see him wear the cowboy hat. He yeah. never wore a cowboy hat in all nope. the movies. I know it's nitpicking but I'm a big Wolverine fan. He wears his cowboy I mean, hat. Yeah. Wolverine we were saying we would have just we would have loved cigar. Since it was the final talk, a cigar. Yeah, I wanted to see him with the cigar one more time. He grabbed him, and, but I never seen him smoke it. Up. 
Right, right. And I would have loved for him to have had uh, to have said, um, "Was was was his catchphrase?" Bob, give me Bob. Oh, no, hey, not Bob. only Bob. What's the other one? What's hey, the Bob. other one? Um, um, I'm the best at what I do. I'm the best at what I do. That would have been so fucking perfect. Um, but okay, so let's let's transition. Very rare. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, ahead, real go quick. Ahead, Sorry, Juwan. Um, no, go ahead. Two things, real quick. I just want to give it uh, uh, one thing. I think because y'all had talked about like how you would want to see X23 worked in with everything. I think if James Mangold. Uh, wanted to, if y'all have ever seen the El Mariachi stuff from Robert Rodriguez, um, the Desperado, El Mariachi, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico, mm-hmm. well, he threw around the notion of doing a Blind Gunman trilogy and having the first one be Once Upon a Time in Mexico and then doing two more after that starring Johnny Depp as the Blind Gunman. I think you could totally get by. They left plenty of room for X-23 and that band of mutants that she's with do like a Stand By Me style something with those kids, just tell a really cool story with those kids' adventures after that, and then maybe even throw in another one to make her own little trilogy where it's where she we get to keep seeing her as a character and those kids and everything else, but we don't like necessarily have um, it have any kind of direct correlation to the other stuff. So uh, that's one, throw that out there. And then number two, uh, just real quickly, I just want to give props. I know we talked about how great the trailers were for this, for these two films or for the, the, the two trailers for this movie. Um, I love the trailers. I have so much more respect for the trailers, even more after seeing the movie because it didn't spoil mm-hmm. anything. Even even nope. the gravesite because of the way that the movie um, presented the death of Xavier, you were totally like blindsided by it. It was so like it wasn't your cliched. Um, Xavier saves the day and sacrifices himself like Quicksilver. You know, it was like, holy shit, what the fuck is happening? You were so confused for at least five, ten seconds before you kind of came to grips with what was going on. And the way that they built up the trailers around all of that, not one thing was spoiled by those trailers. And that is so rare in this day and age. So I just wanted to throw out those two things. Yeah, no, I mean, Nick, thank you for throwing that in. that's, That's the God's honest truth. Um, trailers that we got. Me and Joe, Joe was just saying this. You see the shovel, but like you don't think about it when you're watching the movie. Like, oh shit, yeah, he did have blood on his shirt. And, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, someone probably did die. And even even if you did go into it saying, oh, well, Xavier's gonna die, you had no you didn't know when. Chance. You didn't yeah. know when. Because I tell you this, nobody, and this is nobody outside of the people that were involved in this movie, thought that he was gonna escape that hotel scene. When nope. he was in the hotel yeah, and all those guys, nope. that, that was that was such a huge buildup because at any moment someone could have fired, and once Logan kind of like everything settled, the bullet could have ricocheted and hit him or something like that. Yeah. So that that mm-hmm. that, that was so well built up that you never thought that he was gonna die by a evil Logan hand. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. no one could have predicted that. I thought he was gonna die from that hotel scene. But um, to transition a little bit, very rarely do we have something before a movie that completely catches us off guard. Um, trailers, <laughs> trailers that are coming. Very rarely do they throw something at us that is just like, what the fuck is this? I, me and Joe saw it on Wednesday, and they did not have this uh, no. this opening uh, scene with Deadpool. 
So when I went back to see it yesterday, I was seeing it with uh, a theater full of people who haven't seen, who hadn't seen Logan. So even my dad. So I'm looking at everyone because I saw it on the internet. So I'm looking at everyone and they're just like, "What the hell is this?" And then when Wade takes his his uh, his um uh his hoodie off, everyone in the theater is like, "What the fuck? He's in Logan!" And I just wanted to stand up and go, "No, guys, this is just a promotion for Deadpool." And um, <laughs> the entire the entire little. What, do you, what would you call it? Like a little snippet or, or whatever you call it. Um, it was just like a, a teaser, I think. A little teaser. Thank you, Kanan. Just a Deadpool 2 teaser. so well done. And I love how everyone keeps going, the guy who's directing Deadpool 2 definitely directed that. I call bullshit. You know who probably directed that? Ryan fucking Reynolds directed that. <laughs> he woke up one day and was just like, you know what? I want to add this in front of Logan. Here's what I want to do. That looks like it had Ryan written all over that shit. Um, and it was hilarious. I'm actually not going to describe the uh, the little scene. I'm actually going to let Joel describe um, what that scene was because it was amazing. Yeah. Well, guys, if you haven't watched, I don't know who hasn't seen it at this point. But if you didn't notice, mm. it's played walking down the, down the street. Hold on. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Guys, I'm sorry. Um, Joel just showed me uh, Sony and Valiant find uh, a Bloodshot director, and Bloodshot's going to be directed by David Leach and Chad Melesky, whatever yeah. his name is, um, the John Wick director. Woo! So that's yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I, I'm tearing awesome. because I'm, I'm getting sweaty here. No, um, so, <laughs> very sweaty. So wait, so was Umberto right then? Oh, let me say this, All because right, I don't know if you guys have been on Twitter, but yeah. Mangled and Umberto have been, like, that has been, like, the most heated Twitter battle I've seen since whatever. <laughs> Trump Donald Trump Why? Um, Shots, bro. Mainly because everyone's saying Umberto was technically right. He was. His original statement was Ryan Reynolds was filming a scene for Logan, that would be at the end. That would be a, a, an end credit. Oh, yeah. So what Mangled is saying is that's not what he said. Well, and it's not started... a post-credit scene. It was before well, and Logan. Yeah, to me, they're both right. I mean, because what Umberto said is not wrong. And then when Mangold came out, he said, he. I mean, basically all he said was, dude, Deadpool is not in this movie. And so but that's right. not exactly what Umberto said. So there's not neither Umberto one or all. So Mangled now, instead of going, well, yeah, you 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 know you were right. technically on on the right path. He's decided to go along the the path of just continuously shitting on Umberto yeah. and his credibility. Um, that's unfortunate. With, and also Hugh and Ryan Reynolds both came out and said that that wasn't true. So I mean that kind of like even adds more fuel. To it, you know, when they both, they both, even Ryan Reynolds said, "I'm not in the movie. It's not at the end of the movie." So he wasn't in the movie. You know. See, honestly, from a studio standpoint, when when this was being filmed, it was meant to be a shock. It was meant to be something that when you went right. to see Logan, it was a nice little treat. Um, before we saw the last of Hugh Jackman as, as, as Wolverine, so it was never something that that they wanted to get out in any capacity. But think about it. We knew about this months before the movie came out. Right. 
So oh, when was we it found any less fun, entertaining? No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, but it's just caused the huge rift between Mangold and Umberto. And I mean, Umberto said like he almost lost his job at the rap over it. Yeah, yeah. because people people yeah. were people were coming after his credibility. Right. Like you know, and people do. They're told well, that's right. been happened before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's not forget this. One of Umberto's biggest scoops was when he came out and was like, Matt Damon's coming back to beat Jason Bourne. And everyone shit on him. I mean, everyone shit on him. And then out of nowhere, Matt Damon came back to beat Jason Bourne. So it's one of those things where me and Joel discussed this before, and I know you guys can agree to this. When you scoop, it's always a 50-50. You're getting your news from, from someone else. So you have to completely trust that that guy you're getting your information from knows what the hell he's talking about. Right. And so how much you, of how much of the times do the studios leak it on purpose? You know, like absolutely. there's a lot of them. Like Warner Brothers, I think has a good relationship that he said in the past where he'll get information to get out in a certain platform. I mean, it's a scoop. That's what it is. Sometimes it could be bullshit from that said studio just throughout the set. Which is yeah. you know stupid, but that's how it is. It's he's not doing anything when he says something. It's it's just dumb when I get mad at people like him when he's like, hey, this might not might not be true. This is a rumor. This is a scoop. Like people are stupid. I mean, and, and the bad stuff. thing is now. Go ahead, Kanan. I was gonna say the bad thing is now that he's working for the rap is when he was doing heroic Hollywood all by himself, and even when he was mm-hmm. the Latino Review. You know, he could come out ahead of time and say these scoops, and if they were wrong, you know, okay, he's like a little bit of flack. But now that he's with the rap, like even on his uh, periscopes, like he has scoops that he wants to tell people, but he's so reserved now. He's so cautious. He's even lost some scoops because he's waited uh, because he wanted to make sure it was true. He's lost them to other people. I think uh, Justin Kroll with Variety uh, broke one uh, that he was going to. You know, he, he thanked him. And so now it's like, and this stuff with Mangold's really got him t- – because if he comes out with one more scoop and it's wrong, I mean, like, it really could affect his career with the rap. I mean, he was pretty serious in the Periscope. Like, he, Honestly, like when they hired him, like, like you've got to be – you've got to be on with right. this. And, like, did you see – But he wasn't the, uh, wrong. That, that, that's my point, Nick. If, let's say let's say he comes out and he goes um, – let, let's say he comes out and he goes, Daniel Craig is dark side. Not saying that that's true in any capacity. Let's say he said and, that, and right? He denied that. And, right, right. And it turns out Daniel Craig is the farthest choice from dark side that they end up taking. To me, I see it as like, okay, that would be the one you hold against him. You can't hold this Deadpool one against him because it's happening. Right. Maybe not in the exact form, but there was nobody else that was reporting that that, that Ryan Reynolds had even shot this shit. Right. So all I'm yeah. saying is, no, I agree with him. He even said on his Periscope, Joel was watching with me, watching. that someone was asking him about Star Wars. He goes, "I stay away from stuff. I tried that once, didn't work out. No, it worked out. No, no, he was saying it didn't work out, and people were trying to come crazy for him. So he was no, like, he, yeah, he, yeah, he was right oh. about that though. He, 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 he was. Colin Trevorrow oh. was going to direct it. He, yeah, he was right about that. But he was, saying, he was saying, I think he said he hit a, home, I think he said he hit a home run on that, and he didn't want to, he didn't want to touch it anymore. Like. He already broke the big scoop. He didn't feel like he had to do any more Star Wars. I think is what he was Star saying. Right. So I mean, what's the superhero? Yeah. All I'm saying is, we're everyone in this in the, on this show, one way or another, comes across the scoop. Dane, you're my witness. When I came out and uh, oh, said it was going to be Stephen Wolf, um, everyone was like, "Bullshit! 
Where's the link? I don't believe you on the page. Yep. And then Dane, was it was it or yep. was it not? Five five minutes after I had posted it, it was everywhere. And then everyone was just yep. like, Oh, we need a link next time and you know, don't just say things. So then that's why I said from now on, I don't say anything on the page about any type of thing that I hear from anything. I'll tell you guys, but I'm not putting it on the page anymore because it was that. too many people that were just shitting on me. And I'm like, even if it didn't come true, right? Even if it didn't, that's something I have to do. But it's like, I just try to bring you guys everything I hear. And I make that clear. This could be yes, false. Yes, Stephen Stan Lee. I'm calling you out, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Oh, man. But no, I, I'm saying, Jane, you, you guys were even witnesses. It was just one of those things where we're just like, all right, I'm, I'm not doing this shit anymore, man. I, I'm not. I'm I've not literally made- told people. I've literally told people. Okay, I'm just making this up. I'm, I I don't know what I'm talking about. Gotcha. You know, especially like if it's an early rumor that hasn't gotten to the big platforms, and me and you see it, you know, ahead of time or someone, and they post it. Like really, to call out me or your credibility or. Anyone really that we've been given all this like news and especially a lot of times you've even said this is a rumor I've heard like oh bullshit never gonna it just yeah whatever you know I mean and, yeah. and it's smaller with us with the site but it's just like okay I don't know what I'm talking about you're right uh, I forgot what his name is uh, but he still doesn't believe uh, what what the hell is it I don't know uh, if I think about it it'll probably piss me off so it doesn't matter. But there's certain people that have been arguments multiple times over the same stuff. And I'm like, yes, that is true. I promise you. I'm not making this up. It's not a lie. It might not even be like a news thing, but like something that's part of like a story developing. It's annoying. I'm mad. I mean, yeah. Well, no. Another, like, other thing, too, is like, Juwan, you're always really careful like in your wording. You're like, this is what I'm hearing. You don't right. say this is what's happening. You're like, this is what I'm hearing. So, like, right. it, I don't, I don't know how people take that as like, Anything other than that is what you've heard. Like, and I'm gonna just reiterate this: I don't work for any movie studio at all. <laughs> Anything I report is always a fifty-fifty because I don't hear it from a director's <laughs> mouth or a producer's mouth. I always say I That's know someone who heard something right. and is telling me, and then I go, "You know, it'd be awesome to share this with the group." And then the group goes, nah, you're full of shit. So all that makes me It's like shit. So I'm like, oh, well, fuck you guys then. And something else exclusive drops. The admins knew that you guys were in the fucking dark. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where it's just like, when you when people go and say, well, oh, that's full of shit. Well, it's a 50-50 anytime I break anything to you. Because, again, I don't work for a movie company. So I don't get this firsthand. Just don't word it like Campia did when he said that he heard and take it with a grain of salt and it's a rumor that Ben Affleck <laughs> was going to leave. And then like on the next collider, he was like, I know for a fact Ben wants out. I'm like, dude, like a day ago it was a rumor and take it with a grain of salt. Now you know for a fact. I'm like, come on, man. Well, so. I will say this. I will say this. Because Campia did make it clear he's not in the scoop it's right. not a scoop. And he's not good at it. Exactly. <laughs> he's made that very clear. He tried that with Dave. He did say that. He did say that. So all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, if someone goes, listen, I'm not that good at cooking. I just put something together. I thought it might be good. And you eat it and go, this is shit. 
It's like, fuck you, man. I told you I don't cook. You know what I'm saying? How would you go into this thinking that Chef Ramsay just prepares it? So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, if someone words it like that, take it for that. Exactly. Um, But let's get back on track. Let's get into, we know so much about what Fox is doing um, in the future. Um, New Mutants. There's a Gambit. Still, still being shopped around. Floating around, yeah. Floating around. What else do we uh, Supernova. X-Men. X-Men. Supernova. Tentatively titled. Right. That's not the title. Because I don't want someone to go, well, what's the title? It's a working title. It's a working title. And speaking of, um, speaking of Gambit, the Cajun accent poll was a runaway that Gambit must have a Cajun accent. That's not much of a question. <laughs> I just, just want to let the listening people know what Kanan's referring to. Me and Joel on the way home, I might have slipped up and said, I didn't think Gambit having the Cajun accent was that big of a deal. And Joel literally almost punched me. <laughs> so, so Aiden was like, all right, I'll put it up as a poll. And as soon as I peeked that Kanan's poll, I was just like, why did I say this shit out loud, man? It, it was it was a thought in my head that I let slip out of my mouth, and I shouldn't have did it. Um, but I was just saying I didn't think it was that much of because I didn't think uh, Channing Tatum could do it. But then we started talking, and it's like, well, he did have a southern accent in that uh, Quentin Tarantino film. Um, hateful He's from New Orleans. Yes, and he is from New Orleans. So it's like, if he can't do it, I don't know who the fuck can um, so I do apologize. The Cajun accent is necessary. Goddamn. Damn right. Uh, well, I will, forgave, let me, let me say this, Juwan. I will give you this amount of credit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, we forgave Wolverine for being a foot taller than what he was in the comics. So I think we can forgive him if he doesn't have a Cajun accent. I have to give him well, that, that was, that was kind of. That was kind of my thoughts, too. Like, it's not imperative to me. It is, uh, but I wouldn't go so far as to use the words that Jawan used and say that it's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal. Like, he should. Um, well, no, no, you like, don't. No, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't riot in the streets about it, you know, put it that way. Oh, well, mainly, I, and <laughs> I, know, I did. Okay, so, so now it's no. It did. Cast a new role. I love it did, it did come a little bit from the fact that I'm not that high on Gambit. Like, I didn't really read the comics. I didn't really – I didn't really – he didn't really stand out to me that much when he was in the animated series and stuff. So I don't have that much Well, you're knowledge. a little too young, man. <laughs> you're very I don't young. have that much Obviously. knowledge. I think or... he should be in a team movie, honestly. Yes. I'm I don't think he should have a solo movie. Or at least do a team movie and then have Vindication to do a solo film afterwards. That would make uh, more. I don't think the, I don't think the animated series did Gambit any any favors. I, I, there's a lot to Gambit, and I've posted some fun facts on Fiction Fight about Gambit. I mean, he he's a pretty powerful mutant, and uh, yeah, for absolutely. people that don't know about him, I mean, he, and he bangs everything I'm hoping with an ass. Yeah. yeah, he's a Damn he's right, a playboy. That's why if it was a rated yeah. movie, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um. Also, I do want to say this, because this was talked about. Uh, I definitely heard it on Collider. Superhero movie should not go rated R moving forward. Your character has to be a character that warrants a rated R. And I don't want a bunch of directors going, well, we could kind of yeah. twist it, flip it, and spin it to make it rated R. No, that's when, that's when it becomes from its purest form 
to certain to characters to, like Spawn. Right. Yeah. Spawn needs to be rated R totally. because we need to see Spawn completely go ballistic. Lobo, yeah, Spawn Lobo Lobo like needs to be NC rated R. Yeah, and like I think I think too like the notion that the reason that Deadpool and Logan. I'm assuming that Logan is going to be really successful just because of how great it is, and obviously Deadpool was so successful. But the, the assumption that their success is based off a, a MPAA rating is ridiculous. The reason yeah. that they are so successful is because they are so innovative. You don't have to be R-rated to be innovative. And I think if Fox should take anything from this, it is let's get away from Simon Kinberg, I, I I know there's a lot of things out there that are saying he's going to you know write and direct the next film and whatever, but let's get away from that and let's give other people opportunities to tell X-Men character yeah. stories. Absolutely. And let's see what happens. Let's just be a little more creative and let people tell cool stories. That's what and I think honest, is the big takeaway from these. Honestly, I was really excited that Fox said they're getting away from Xavier and um, Magneto's story. And Ooh, excuse me. You should. That should have been something you kind of corrected with first class. I think first class should have been that was a different that direction. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, well, you know, stop giving us great actors that we now demand to be the, the focus of the story. Right. Because um, after Patrick Stewart and uh, Ian McCown, you just go, all right, well, there's no one you could get that could do uh, a job as good as those two guys. And then you pop up out of nowhere with James McAvoy yeah. and Michael Fassbender. Yeah, so great. it's like, all right, stop casting so well. Start giving giving shitty casting for those two characters because if they're really good, they're going to go, well, goddamn, give us more of that then. And I don't want that. I want them to flesh out the other characters a lot more because I feel as though they've been such on the back burner for there's so many. There's so many you could use. Um, you know, like start with maybe having a fucking jubilee. I'm sorry. Uh, apocalypse bothers me. Um, but let's get into um, <laughs> let's get into um, a little bit of DC. Um, David Ayer randomly went to his Twitter, I, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and just dropped a picture of Black Mass and Ooh. said nothing. Um, so the <laughs> internet, as it always does, immediately ran with that, and news headlines goes Black Mass and Gotham City Sirens. Um, yeah, that's that's not far fetched at all. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, he didn't say anything, so they technically just took that and ran with it. Um, honestly, I hope that's not true because I think Black Mass works better in a Nightwing solo than Gotham City Sirens. Have Joker yes. be the villain. Mm-hmm. Have yes. Joker be the Gotham City Sirens yes. lead Black Mass for a, a Nightwing story, mainly because if the Nightwing, let's say they cast Nightwing and we go. And that's, that's, that's an okay pick. You know, that's a decent If you cast Black Mask correctly, that can carry that movie. So we're not paying that much attention to the fact that we're not really that sold on that guy. We can at least go into it going, Mark Strong is Black Mask? Fuck yeah, I'm down, I'm down to see that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, you know, I think Black Mask is better suited. Have, have him be in Bloodhaven, causing a whole bunch of shit, and Nightwing has to stop him. That's, that's perfect for that. Uh, as far as Gotham City Sirens, Joker. Give Jared Leto a better yep. opportunity to flesh out that character uh, since we know Batman, the, the solo, is Deathstroke. That, that's the main villain uh, for the first one. So it's like, I don't want to see Jared Leto's next appearance in the shadows of, of, of Deathstroke. 
give him Gotham City Sirens, let him run crazy on that, so we finally have the, the, the Jared Leto full Joker performance that we were fucking promised in the last uh, time we saw. So I'm going to just go around really quick, and then we'll move on to our next uh, topic. Um, Nick, what were... Well, I, I won't say what were your thoughts, but what do you think about David Ayer uh, tweeting out Black Mass? Do you think he's going to be in Gotham City, Siren, and would you like for him to be? Well, first of all, I absolutely love that, like, there are two parts to DC. There's there's part that I love and a part that I hate. The part that I hate is all the leaks to get out about all of the shit and then everybody fucking, you know... It, it, things don't work out, and blah, 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 blah. We've talked about that at exhaustion. But the part that I love is, like, the little teases that, that, like, DC is cool with letting their directors and their actors that, like, because Marvel, Marvel, like, keeps their shit on lock so much that they don't let their actors and directors do things like this. You don't get a, a fucking... Uh, uh, a picture of of Dwayne the Rock Johnson with fucking uh, Henry Cavill, like fist bumping or whatever, drinking fucking Mai Tais on the fucking beach. You don't get like fucking Army Hammer, like teasing Green Lantern shit. You don't get any of that. So like, I love this aspect of it. I love that like the, their directors and their actors just tease shit like this. It's it's it just gets that's the kind of shit that gets the fans like chirping. But like, not in a bad way. That can't turn bad. That like, even if he, it doesn't end up being Black Mask in the movie, it gave us shit to talk about, and it was fun. It was just a little trolling, and it was you know, perfect. Um, but as far I agree with you though. As far as um, as far as like premise and story, I mean, I think Joker works perfectly for Gotham City Sirens, especially given um, that obviously it would it would you know have poison ivy in it. And the fact that, you know, Poison Ivy and um, Harley have their kind of relationship and Joker would tie into that and it would just, it would create like an even circle of, of right. relationships and flow. I think that would be perfect. And I think Black Mask could work great. Like, if you're not going to do an uh, like a Red Hood movie, um, like, because like, they don't have that anywhere on the slate, if I were to choose any role for Black Mask for anything that is currently on the slate, it would absolutely be Nightwing. Yeah. And to, to your point, uh, Nick, it's funny because Marvel reminds me so much of New England. That's a tight-lit crew. Like, no one yep. says anything. You had to bring that up, didn't you, motherfucker? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no. In all seriousness, it, nothing comes out of that locker room, nothing comes out of that organization that they don't allow. You even have a head coach that says nothing. And Kevin Feige is just like Bill Belichick. You ask him something, uh, yeah, we're worried about Cincinnati. Yeah, we're worried about... Uh, like he has more personality. <laughs> no, but in all, all seriousness, no. Um, that, that, yeah. that is something... Feige's got Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah no, he's, no, but you're right, Juwan. He's he's Bill Belichick. He's Greg Popovich. Like he's keeping his yeah. shit like together. He keeps his shit tight. Very um, close no, to chess. It, it is a very small issue, only because the only reason why it's an issue because DC could work like Rex Ryan, who runs his mouth, and then it's just like, all right, things either happen or don't happen. DC is in a point where it's like shit either happens or it doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, they gave us a bunch of movies. No Ace, uh, Flash, No Ace, No 
You know what I'm saying? It has a script. Right. What's the directing it? When's it coming out? Well, so it's one of those things. Right oh, it did. It did rip up the script. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But damn, doesn't even have that. So it's at the point where it's just like, we're fine with you talking, but it's like I don't want to hear something's coming and then people start fucking dropping out. I know it happens, which is fine, but it's just like don't hype us. And then shit happens, and it's just like, well, gosh, damn it. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100% with you on that. So that that's my only issue. That's my only issue. But, Joel, what are your thoughts on Black Mask? I'm cool with Black Mask being in Sirens. I'm really cool with that. I'd rather have him on Sirens than Nightwing, honestly. Even though he could be in both. I don't see why he couldn't. My big thing is, you can have Joker and Black Mask and the Sirens all in the same movie. I don't see like, why you have to have Joker being aside to just the main villain, because i never seen them as a main villain for Harley. They're in love, well, basically. Like, when has that ever really been a thing? Well, I was only saying that in terms of this. Think about a Nightwing solo. Who would you have as a villain? I don't know. Somebody. That's what I'm saying. Black, Black Mask could fit that. Could fit that person. Red Hood, Black Mask. Red Hood would be great. Black Mask, ah. I'm, I'm just saying, Black Mask fits Nightwing like a glove. Uh, That's all I'm saying. If he's in it, I'm not going to be sitting here like, well, God damn it. Nah, I'm all for it. I don't I'm disagree. Just I, 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 don't disagree. I just don't think Joker is the main villain for the Sirens. So exactly. <laughs> it's some type of gangster rivalry between Joker and Black Mask and the Sirens like in the middle. Like a turf war yeah. and they're in the middle of it. I like that. Now I'm happy with it. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of like that idea, but you'd have to promise me that he's still a Nightwing. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not getting out of that. He has to still be a Nightwing. You do it to yourself. No one told you he's going to be a Nightwing. Yeah, but now that's what I'm hoping. I, I will say this, guys. I, I have no problem saying this. I'm not even going to hold it in. I spoke to Chris McKay today, who okay. expressed that he will be uh, in L.A. soon, and when he gets home, he will be on Geek Vibes Live. Yay! So I will be shouting yeah. shit down his throat. <laughs> I'll be like, so I saw you kind of retweeted yeah. and liked that Black Mask picture. You want to tell us something, buddy? So that's definitely something to look forward to. Um, we'll do the opposite uh, when I get home. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's like, that's not going to be a nightmare. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's something for us to definitely look forward to. I just spoke to him this morning. He just uh, messaged me this morning. So that'll be uh, that'll be really fun to have. Um, Kanan, what are your thoughts on Black Man? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm with y'all. I mean, I think it would be cool for him uh, to be in the movie. I mean, we'd give them something uh new to you know to kind of introduce and go after I, I i still think joker will play a big part in the batman movie so i don't think you really need him for gotham city sirens i mean i think he could maybe do a cameo but i i agree with joel i mean he has that relationship with harley uh and you know with suicide squad you know they kind of made it where joker's you know kind of the opposite of was in the comics you know he's like really infatuated with harley and do anything for her. so i don't know that they'd really go that route um, but I, if they don't use Black Mask for Gotham City Sirens and he was in the Nightwing movie, I think that would be good. What I think would be even better is like everybody thinks Black Mask is um, the villain, but really uh, the true villain would be uh, the return of Jason Todd, you know, Red Hood. It'd be Nightwing versus Red Hood, um, you know, kind of going at it. And so I think uh, that would be something to, to introduce. Um, you know, in the Nightwing movie, maybe that's something we could uh, kind of nudge Chris McKay with, like, hey, you know, how about Red Hood? Can we get him, you know, can we get him in there introduced? Or, you know, maybe even he doesn't even have to be the villain, maybe just a cameo, like 
we, you know, Nightwing sees him and we're like, oh, God, you know, he knows he's still alive. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I'm going to ask you this really quick, Kanan, because I want to know what you mm-hmm. think. Um, Woody Harrelson Woody Harrelson, or Mark Strong for uh, Black Mask? I- I'm not even putting Leo in it because that's like that's, – that's a, that's a reach right now. I think that's a reach of a game. Um, Woody Harrelson or Mark Strong? Yeah. Mark Strong is, is a very good candidate, but – just from the trailer of War of the Planet of the Apes, I'm gonna go with Woody Harrelson because he looks. Vi- I mean, he looks vicious. I mean, dude is on a mission. He's fucking crazy. I, I, yeah. yeah, and he is, and and I mean, he's at the peak. I mean, he's right now. I mean, you know, we saw some flashes of him. Yeah, yeah we saw some flashes of how he could be a bad guy, kind of in, uh, you know, True Detective. You know, kind of that attitude or whatever. So, oh yeah, I, I think. You could definitely see him as Black Mask. And yeah, so. You know, it's awesome. And I'm so proud of Woody, of Woody Harrelson um, because he's such a great actor. He has Planet of the Apes this year, Han Solo next year. And I'm hearing we get Zombie Land Part 2. With, so yes. it's going to be so yes. much Woody. So much fucking I Woody need more Woody in my life. Um, I, got, oh. I got a Woody right now. <laughs> Dane, a two-part question: uh, Woody Harrelson, okay. Ray Liotta, or Mark Strong, and your thoughts on Black Mask? What? All right, yeah, I, li- I like Ray, Ray Liotta. Liotta. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw Guy Pierce in there as well, and those will probably be my top four. Um, like all four of them would be great. Woody Harrelson, dude. I mean, he's like um, Gary Busey. If if you didn't smack Gary Busey in the face with, like, a board for an hour. Like, same type of, like, <laughs> scary, crazy concept in that man that I love. And Natural Born Killers, I'll have to say. Black Mask on screen is an organized chaos. Like, he's like the Joker because he's fucking insane, but he just has organization with it where the Joker doesn't give a shit. And Black Mask yeah. will just shoot someone randomly, one of his dudes, like, for no reason. Like, he might not even be the bad guy. Like, just shoot him in the fucking head, pissed off all the time. Yeah, all those actors could do that very, very well. I just like Mark Strong. I feel like a bit. I, I like him for Mister Freeze. I've always thought, thought of him Ooh, and a couple yeah. other people for uh, Victor yeah. Freeze. So, but it's it's whatever. It's Mark Strong. But the whole movies themselves, I, I actually would like them to sprinkle in the Batman, a little bit of Joker, a little bit of Bat- Black Mask. I put Black Mask in Bloodhaven as the gangster over there. And he's slowly getting over in Gotham, over in Joker's territory. So they don't like each other. Kind of like make that an apparent thing. I would actually do it like Kanan said, where Red Hood is the actual <laughs> villain, but uh, Black Mask is an, another main threat with Nightwing for the Nightwing movie, very similar to the animated film. Um, and then that would lead to a Red Hood film. Like uh, there was a rumor going on that one of the guys that made John Wick uh, wanted to do that, but you know, then you have a reason to do it with introducing him. Um, and then with the Gotham City Sirens, I actually would have Joker as the villain. Uh, the, one of the main reasons is I would have the Birds of Prey, or at least Black Canary and Batgirl involved in this uh, to lead to a Birds of Prey and do the story uh, where she gets paralyzed within this whole entire thing, but don't actually do the whole entire storyline. But, you know, she gets paralyzed by the Joker, same style, they'll do the same thing, and this will lead to a Birds of Prey movie along with the Gotham City Sirens uh, going forward. So that's, that's what I would do. I mean, absolutely. And everyone's take on it was perfect. I think we're all on the same page. We just want to fucking see Black Mask. 
yeah. uh, in any goddamn capacity. Down. Um, but I do want to throw this in really quick before I go to our next topic. Guy Pierce is a fucking phenomenal pick for Black Man. Phenomenal. He has the character about him, and he has he has the look that that makes you go, this guy could be Black Man. Um. Okay. So our next topic. Let's go to our next topic. I want everyone to spend no, no problem. I want everyone to spend no longer than two minutes each on this. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two dropped a brand new trailer. So I'm gonna go around. I want everyone to give me their thoughts on the new trailer. Um, I'm gonna start with you, Nick. Uh, I mean, anything Guardians of the Galaxy, I love. Um, so let's just throw that out there first and foremost. As far as the trailer, um, I like the first trailer a lot more, um, so I'll, I'll say that as well. Um, but I do like some of the new little nuggets that it gives you. Um, it, it just it, It's like my hype for this movie is already so high because Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite MCU movie, and I have no shame in saying that. And the fact that it's James Gunn telling another story that doesn't have to tie in with any other MCU stuff. Like, I mean, I think that's what made Logan so great. It didn't have to tie in with anything else. It just got to be its own movie. And so I love it. I I just, everything about it, just every little nugget that I get going into the movie just gets me a little bit more hyped than the last, than, than my last bit of hype. So, I mean... It, it, it to me like it, it it didn't it wasn't like one of those trailers where I was like oh now I'm hyped for the movie you know but I'm I've always been hyped for the movie and it just increased it just a notch and like I I just can't wait I can't wait to see it it was it was I think I don't know Dan and I did our our top ten like most hyped movies and and fucking crazy crazy enough. Logan wasn't, I would think it was like number eight on my list, and I feel like an asshole for fucking saying that now. You are um, an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah, apparently. Um, well, I mean, but, but nevertheless, like, this was like number two or three on my list. I think it was three, because I think I had Blade Runner and then uh, uh, Star Wars and then this. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm just so fucking beyond hype for this movie. I can't wait. Well, one thing we just learned is that Nick loves his nuggets. Um, we, we just learned that. That's a fun fact. No, Dane loves nuggets the most. I'm just throwing I love nuggets. We all love nuggets, okay? They're the chicken nuggets. Um, chicken nuggets, yes. Canaan, uh, I'm going to pass it over I was thinking you. more greenish nuggets, but okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Canaan, I'm going to repeat the question. Um, your thoughts on Guardian, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, the new trailer that was dropped like a week ago? Still still a lot of uh, baby Groot, um, but the whole uh, little uh, scene that they said is not even going to be in the movie, but the whole scene where Drax is eating was just so funny. And I don't know. Batista, yeah. Batista, every trailer he's in steals it. I mean, I know Baby Girl, everybody loves him, but I think Batista is just going to be over the top in this movie. And I just every trailer I've seen him in so far, he's had 
just the funniest lines from the first one where, uh, you know, he's laughing at Star-Lord uh, from the teaser where he sneaks up on him, uh, the one where he's – this one where he's sipping the food, and then the other one where the fireball comes in, and it's like at the last minute, you know, after she's been hit and laid out on the floor, oh, look out, you know, watch out. I tried, guys. Oh, I'm, I do it's funny every time I hear that. So, I mean, this, okay. I, we don't need any more trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy. The, the first two had me sold. I mean, now they're just kind of kind of getting into uh, a little bit of spoiler territory. I thought it was okay to reveal uh, Star-Lord's dad. Um, but other than that, I think they need to stop. Don't show any more. Uh, maybe do a couple of little more TV spots. But other than that, I think they just need to kind of put the lid on it. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna kick it off to you, Dane. What were your thoughts? I haven't seen the new uh, spot. What? Mm-hmm. Hang up. I heard. I heard about it. Uh, I saw and watched it. Uh, I was hoping they were gonna play it before Logan, and they played the older one. So uh, yeah, the older one's better. Well, I mean, that's why. Go I team. It. I mean, no one's no one's mentioned it yet, but we fucking saw Kurt Russell, and he spoke. Yeah. In this new trailer. Yeah. Um, which was funny. Was he a planet? No. No. You know what I think? You know what I think? And this would be a really interesting thing if they go this way. They probably won't. I really but, don't like it. What what if what if he has an <laughs> form but he actually can like become the puts on a helmet or something and like it's he, like, face becomes the voice of the planet, man. <laughs> Green Nuggets. Yeah, like nugget. you're out, bro. It's that last night. My tinfoil hat on. No, but um, no, but we saw Kurt Russell, and it was it was really fun to see him in the trailer, and he looks like he's gonna be uh, a highlight of this movie. Uh, I, I always thought uh, for what they were hyping that Groot and Rocket would would definitely be the highlight, but I'm thinking any scene with Pratt and um. And uh, Kurt is definitely going to be the highlight to me of that. Yeah. But I think what I'm looking forward to the most is um, Nebula and Gamora, mainly because, excuse me, whatever, whatever comes um, after this, after this movie, I want to see how they react seeing Thanos again. But Thanos destroying everything. Um, so I'm wondering if. Uh, Gamora and uh, her sister can kind of mend the fences and, and work together. But um, Dane, yeah, yeah what's up? Are, are, are you leaving me, Dane? Yeah, man. Um, I'm still in Atlanta, and I gotta get back to my house. Um, and that's an hour away, and I really want to just get home. Uh, because my mom's driving me crazy a little bit. Don't tell her I said that. Love my uh, she's Italian, she's from Boston, and she's kind of crazy. So is my father. But they're great. They're great people. So you call in late and you leave early. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll come in an extra hour early and do the show by myself, uh, naked in my bathtub uh, next week. And then you guys can come in. How about that? Does that sound right, good? Be safe on the road. Bye, Geek Five Nation. Love you, Dave. How you doing, man? I love you too. Good night. <laughs> um, all right. So, okay. So we were talking about that. So let's go on to do me a favor. Please bring up your notes because I'm, I'm leaving something out that I'm killing myself. Wait, wait. That I like. I, did, did Joelle get a chance to comment on the trailer? Uh, 
Oh, God, no, he didn't. Actually, perfect. Do that while I look at your notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I'm not, not going to spend too much time on it. It was awesome, and um, it, I'm, I'm already excited for it, so it didn't really enhance my excitement. So, yeah, awesome. All right. Two thumbs up. So, perfect. I saw exactly what I needed. Um, Quick into the voice.
So if that's true, from what we saw in this footage, it looks like that could possibly lead into what I was being told. Or what I was being told was complete bullshit. So, you know, either way of the, either way of the street, or things, or things change. Absolutely. Um, but Kanan, give me your thoughts on what you thought about uh, the footage. Uh, well, I mean, it gives me hope for the Aquaman movie, and it gives me hope that they've improved on, you know, the the visual effects that we saw from Batman v Superman as far as, you know, yes. going with Aquaman. I mean, it was very fluid. I mean, it was very, uh, I mean, it was very grainy, you know, because of the, the footage, but I think it's going to look very good on screen. Um, like I said, it, it hypes me up even more for Aquaman in the movie, plus the Aquaman uh, movie itself. Uh, I know there was a report that Jason Momoa actually went back uh, for additional shooting. Maybe that means that we will get to see, you know, some of the some more cast from uh, the Aquaman movie in there. You know, maybe the Ocean Master, you know, he'll be in it. Uh, maybe uh, even, uh, you know, I don't know if he would be in it or not, but maybe, uh, you know, Black Manta, maybe he would be in it. I mean, they're going back, you know, for something maybe to clean some of those scenes up. But, I mean, it's very quick, but it was just it was just done so well. Um, from what you could see, um, I just I'm gonna have to see it on the on the big screen. But I mean, it really does it really does give me a lot of hope, and I, I think it's gonna. I think I'm hoping that they have that same type of um, you know visual effects in the Aquaman movie because I know Snyder's doing this. I don't I don't know who's gonna be doing the uh, you know the Aquaman movie, but I'm hoping that it all kind of looked the same. I think they're all working together on it. So James James Wan. James Wan's yeah. doing um, Aquaman. Um, yeah, I know he's doing Aquaman. I'm saying as far as like if they're gonna, I know, I know there was a, a report that Wan and Snyder were actually working on things, uh, and there's gonna be some stuff that uh, Snyder did with Aquaman in the Justice League movie that Wan loved, and he's gonna actually transition into his movie. I don't remember yep. if that was the way they talk. I heard there was a report that the way they talk underwater is kind of kind of gonna be like a ping or a sonar. Uh, type effect, um, so I think I think that'd be you know pretty cool. But I know they were kind of bouncing ideas off each other that they would yeah, you know, kind of. Like I said, you, you should you should James Wan should be consulting with Zack Snyder because from the looks of it, it looks like Zack got Aquaman right, and it kind of yeah. took it kind of took the concern off of James Wan's shoulders because not only did. Um, Zack Snyder already gave you a perfect um, Aquaman. He gave you a perfect mirror. Mm-hmm. He gave you a perfect Volca. Yes. Visually. Visually. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We haven't seen them yet. But visually, he's given you uh, those three. And quite possibly, if we get Patrick Wilson in Justice League, like I'm hearing, he's now giving you your core yeah. for your movie. So yeah. all you have to do is write and direct it. You don't have to worry about the casting mm-hmm. and, you know, what they're going to look like. That's already been done for I think you should bring them in just on a consulting basis. Like, hey, I like this, 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 and this. How can I translate that? Um, but from what I've seen of James Wan's work, I have complete take whatever we see and enjoy from Justice League and amplify that with Aquaman. Um, I, I, I love his work. Um, but, Nick, what were your thoughts on uh, the uh, little bit of footage we got? Honestly, I'm just glad it didn't look like he was holding his breath. Like, I mean, because yeah. <laughs> when, when we saw him in Batman vs. Superman, it totally looked like he was holding his breath. Holding I'm just saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, nah, like he he even had the slightly puffed up cheeks, like everything, <laughs> like everything about it. Like I I was not a fan of that snippet. However, these images I I absolutely loved. I loved the flow of it. Um, of course, it was it was very short. It was you know there wasn't that much to it, and that's kind of the beauty of it that we can. It, it, when you get a short image like this, you can just let your mind wander with it. Yeah. And if it doesn't give you anything to dislike about it, you can uh, put all the good things that you, you want to see with it onto it. And it did that. And it, it did it perfectly. And I think they that was a great image for Warner Brothers to drop. I think everything about it is, is perfect. And that was exactly what we needed to see and I'm I'm it, it I got to admit I'm despite all of the letdowns that I've had from DC I still feel positive about what's coming I really do I think Justice Justice League's going to hit it out of the park I think Wonder Woman's going to hit it out of the park and I think Aquaman's going to hit it out of the park and especially Aquaman because James Wan is helming it yeah and I, I was just telling Joel this. We were speaking uh, in the theater. Um, Death Sentence is such an underrated movie. People don't even know that James Wan did that masterpiece of a movie. It was so mm-hmm. well-crafted and so dark. And I feel as though he could bring elements of his world to Aquaman, not necessarily make it dark, but make it more realistic and, and bring you that feel. Um, Death Sentence gave yeah, me uh, almost, almost Logan-esque Because like Logan Absolutely. wasn't dark Absolutely. It was just dramatic And there's yep. a big difference between dark and dramatic Yep Actually I'd even go as far as to say Logan was somewhat of a thriller uh, There were like high high moments Where you were like What the fuck is about to happen See, and, I would so, I don't know. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't characterize it as a thriller. thriller. I, I mean, to me, it's just a straight laced drama. Like it, it really like it's a it's a drama in the sense that it from beginning to end, it's got a story. It's very dramatic. There's a lot of ups and downs in it, and then you know you get your moments of, of thrill. You get your moments of of comedic banter, um, but like just on the, well, on I mean, the blanket front. Dramatic. I, mean, I, drama. I, I said it had elements of, of a thriller. It had yeah. elements of, of yeah, it wasn't absolutely. exactly one, but it had elements of it. I, I'll correct my yeah. statement. It had elements of it. <clears throat> um, but I'm completely with you, Nick. I think that everyone who's on the train of well, DC ain't shit and this and that, I I think the future is bright. All we've I been do saying. Too. All we've been saying since last year when BVS came out is, I'm, I'm sorry, when Suicide Squad came out, it's all all we're saying is it's Wonder Woman and um, if Wonder Woman Justice and Justice League hit, then you're good. You're good. It's smooth sailing moving forward because you show that you have a good recipe and everyone will continue to bake the same. That's all you have mm-hmm. to. That's all you have to do. So Absolutely. I'm not on that. I, no one on this show is on the, the the bandwagon of DC ain't shit and ain't never gonna be shit. Nobody here is on right. that mind, uh, especially Kanan and Joel. 
I disagree with you in the sense that I think he can provide enough comedic banter. Um, from what I, I saw from Stranger Things, I I think he can he can deliver that, and maybe he could carry his own movie. Uh, at least if they choose to go that route, which is the route that I want them to go. Um, but I just think I think there are. I, I haven't heard Ray Stevenson's name passed around a lot in a long, long time. And, like, that is just that is just my number one. Um, and and I, I just don't know if this guy could deliver on, on, on the essence of his own movie, which is, which is what I think they should be going for, because if, it, if, if, if his character, if the character of Cable is written well and done well, they could definitely do a cable movie and I think they should have that in mind and hopefully they do and maybe they see things we don't and and this guy can deliver on it um but I'm with you in that sense I'm not sure that he could headline his own film so I mean you know like like, I'm I'm torn I'm torn on it and like we said you never know because they could have done a screenplay and what they saw could have could have been great. That's why exactly. I said. That's why I said he's not on my list. But the first step photo that comes out, if he looks like Cable, I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to be like, if he looks like Cable. Sign me the hell up. I'm, well, I'm down. But it's just well, like it's someone. Me, it's, Go ahead, Nick. Well, I was just going to say, and to me, it's not even as much looking like Cable because they can make anybody look like Cable. I mean, even even you take um. What's a what's a fucking guy's name from um, uh, Avatar? The the one that everyone loves. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. What? Yes, Stephen Lang. You take somebody like that. I mean, I mean, he's five foot ten, but I mean, you know, Tom Cruise is like my height, and they can make him look like he's six feet tall. So I mean, they can they can make things work to make you look like you're different than what you are, um, but. Like nevertheless, like to me, what it really boils down to is whether you can deliver in the role. You can have the chops to bring all of the elements of that character to cinematic format. And like, yeah, he would he he would probably like he wouldn't have scratched my top ten before they announced him. But now that they have, and I've thought about it, I, he would make my top ten. But I don't think he would make my top five, even still. Like, I think I would still have Stephen Lang before him. I would still have Ron Perlman before him. I, I would get, but I would give him this nod. I probably would prefer him over Pierce Brosnan. So Definitely over Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan would be a better Mr. Thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, I, I completely agree. To me, all I was saying was he wasn't even on my top ten until this No, I, I didn't think to put him on my top ten either. Any. And even now, like low key as hell. I, I, I love I love the roles that he's done, and I love him in Stranger. I still can't see. Him. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and I still Suicide Squad. Yeah. I still can't see him as Cable. But that's why I said that was, if I saw ter- him, that was a terrible role, though. Absolutely horrible role. But that's what I'm saying. Once yeah. I see him in costume, <laughs> I can maybe kind of picture it more. Because right now, there's no way in my mind he could ever deliver on that character the way that we need him, uh, that we need someone to be able to do. And that's my only issue. But, Kanan, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on David Harbour? Uh, 
I mean, the guy is a very good supporting actor. Um, he was he was very good uh, in Black Mask. He was very good in Walk Among the Tombstones. Uh, you know, but he's a he's a serious type actor, so he can play the serious tone of you know of Cable. But like you said, I don't know that. He, you know, I don't know his comedic range. I really would just have to see him in Deadpool to know for sure. But like I said, he's he's a very good supporting actor. So if you want to have a franchise of just Cable, I don't know that he would be that guy. And you know, but he could, you know, if they cast him and he comes out in Deadpool, I mean, he could really steal the show. And everybody's like, this guy could be the the leading guy in a movie. But I don't know that he's. I, I like him as an actor, but I don't know that I would want him in that, you know, in that role um, as the leading, you know, in a leading man. So, I mean, that's my opinion right now. I mean, that could change because uh, how many times have people said, you know, they've cast somebody and were like, oh, why don't they pick him? He's terrible. And then they just end up flooring us. I mean, like that Hugh Jackman guy. The Where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, Jack- Heath Ledger, Ledger is the, I mean, yeah. is the perfect, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will say this though, Fox so far, uh, and someone can maybe name a couple, but I can't. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Fox hasn't really lately, as far as the X Men universe, given us a bad casting, like a casting of, of a of a huge role that we just went, what the fuck are you thinking? I mean, I'll say to the day I die, Olivia Munn was uh, as a cast. Yeah. But they didn't do much with her, so it, it was fine for what the movie was. Uh, well, yeah, because they like, cut out all of her scenes because her. they were bad. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you're was, doing an ex- was it, Go ahead, Kanan. I was just going to say, is it because – I mean, I don't know. I don't, I've not watched a whole lot of her movies. I, I mean, but uh, – I mean, is it because you know, she's just a, a bad actress or just because they just – they it was just a terrible storyline written for her. Like they didn't give her much no. to do. I mean, I know no, she's movie, a bad she actress. Very, That's she what have it very is. Much expression in her face. So I'll say this. I'll say this. Olivia Munn has made her career off comedy. So she's she's one of those comedy type actors that seems like comedy is just the only thing she can do. She was good in Newsroom. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, she ain't no Robin Williams. That's for damn sure. Right. All I'm saying is because we see a lot of comedians that can do serious roles and do them well. It's not comedians. No, 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 not at all, not at all. Well, Seth Rogen's not a comedian. James Franco's not a comedian. But those guys can do a serious comedic role. actors. Right, comedic actors. All I'm saying is she doesn't seem like she's a good actor. She seems like comedy is something that just fits because you're throwing out a couple one lines. Right. But when you're given an actual script. You have to do a lot of dialogue. She doesn't seem as though she's capable of doing it. So I think yeah, she's outside. a better. She's. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say she's she's a better version of Megan Fox. That's as best as Ooh. I can give you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Slightly no, better version of that. You yeah. flick someone's balls. Just now. Um. No, but in, in all seriousness, outside of Olivia Munn, I ha- I can't point out a horrible major casting uh, in their in their X-Men universe. Yeah. If they want to so they want to use Psylocke going forward, I would consider recasting. Yeah, I consider recasting. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So that's why I have no, I, if when they say David Harbour could be up to the table, mm-hmm. I said I can't see it, but I trust it because they haven't casted that. Right. 
outside of, again, Olivia Munn. Right. So I have complete faith that if this is their guy, they've already done what they needed to do with him, and they feel as though this is definitely their guy. Right. So I have no issues. I'm on Both the side of this like, screen, and they wanted someone bigger so I'm, than I'm good. Ryan. So I'm good. I'm, I'm good, good. If they're saying they're good, I'm good. Yeah. They, they have a good track record. That's on them. Right. So far, it's a rumor. Can we, can we all just take a second to, like, be happy that she turned down the role in Deadpool and Morena Baccarin got it? Like, <laughs> Well, see, honestly, I wouldn't have had an issue with that. She could play that kind of role. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, but dude, you're you're obviously not a Firefly fan because I I'm just out. like. Well, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me, hear me out. I'm not. I'm not taking anything from Miranda. She's a phenomenal actress. They teased Firefly. I'm just saying they did tease Firefly. I'm just saying the role she played in Deadpool was more of a comedic role, which we just finished saying Olivia Munn could do a comedic role. It I, wasn't, I, 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 yeah. That that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to put. Marina down and saying Olivia Munn could do what she could do. I'm just saying, in that role, she could have done that. And I would have preferred if she did that, somebody else could have fucking been Psylocke. Because now I'm going to be pissed if, if they go one or two ways. If they recast, I'm going to be pissed because it's like, you don't even have the faith to stand on your own conviction. And then on the other end, if they care. keep her, I'm going to be like, God damn it, she was horrible. That's <laughs> it. Classic Catch-22. Catch-22. Yeah. I wasn't too thrilled with the guy that played uh, Archangel, and I, I mean, really, they didn't do much with him in Last Stand, and, and he was—I didn't care for him in Apocalypse. So, I mean, can they can they never cast Archangel again? Can they just? Yeah, well, no. At just... least he lived. At least he wasn't the Blob, and he just fucking died at the beginning of the fucking movie. <laughs> they just need to find someone who cares enough about the character. Did Archangel live in Apocalypse? Absolutely. He I'm lived playing. in Last Stand. I don't know that he. I don't no, know that he, he lived in Apocalypse. But let's, let's move on. I want to let um, uh, Joel uh, do this last um, topic before we end the show. Joel would like to introduce the Inhumans topic. Okay, we got four minutes. Let's make it quick. And <laughs> I got to find my notes. See what you did to me? All right, I'm sorry. All right, so, <laughs> uh, we got our Marvel's Inhuman cast. I'm going to go through them real quick. All right. Anson Mount has been casted as Black Bolt. Surrender Swan as Medusa. Ken Lang as Karnak. Mate. Equacore as Gorgon, Isabel Cornish as Crystal, Mike Moe as Triton, and Sonya Balmores as Orin. There's one more character, but she's nobody that we know, so I'm not going to talk about her right now. And Lockjaw's in the show. Right. So, any questions on who these people are, where they're from, and how do you like it so far? Um, well, I- I'll start. It sounds like a solid cast to me, and um, I'm really hyped. Right. Like, I'm super hyped. I mean, hyped. keeping me like the whole week really active. I'm like, oh my, who's next? I knew they were, I knew they were gonna do it. Right. You know. So, <laughs> I like I like how they took care of the major characters. They did some of the bigger names first. They and did. Everyone just came. They did. Came later. That last bunch was definitely right. like no namers that right. I have, I've never seen before. Like, and some of these one, guys, if you're not that like if you're not into Hell on Wheels, right. you might not I don't even know, know that guy. Yeah, I don't even know him. Honestly, the only person I knew. Was Sorinda Swan was playing Medusa? She was Zatanna in Smallville. Yeah, I knew her. I never watched Smallville. Okay. I didn't know well, her. I, I knew, knew her the guy that. who's playing Black Bolt. But that one was pretty dope. Too. I have never seen that. I've only heard. Him. I only know him from Fancast. I'm be honest with you. Uh, Ken Luang, I know the guy that's playing Karnak because he, yeah. he was in Rush Hour. He was a bad guy in Rush Hour, mm-hmm. and he was in Last Stand. And the villain who was in Game of Thrones. Where? 
I forget. Yeah, Ewan, uh, Ewan Rayon was. He's the yeah, yeah the main. Yeah, yeah, he was in uh, Game of Thrones, but he's the he's the the lead yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hero. That was the first casting guy, which was fucking amazing. But yeah, that was spot on. Yes. We're moving. Relax. All right. So, <laughs> and the one of the ones that's probably the most is Mike Moe's Fine Triton. You know who Mike Moe is? No. He was Ryu in the Street Fighter Assassin's Creed. You thought I saw that shit? You never watched it? Oh, no. That was fucking <laughs> Wait, hold on. The movie Street Fighter? It's called Street Fighter It's a fan film. What? Oh, it was a fan film. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the actual Street Fighter movie. It was better than that. Okay. Ten wow. times better than that. I didn't know the fan film. Did anybody oh. else say Okay, we're moving. Anybody else seen that movie? Because it's amazing. You should watch that movie at the I very least. I watched. I, I have it at home. I'll let you borrow it. Sounds good to me. I thought you meant the actual movie. The actual it's, movie. It is a movie. Don't get me wrong. What what I'm talking about is a movie. It's just not a out in theaters. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Then right. that 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 was my only. That's problem. where he's. That's where I know my mom. I was very happy. I'm very happy for him. He's moved yeah. on. Obviously. Absolutely. And that's a huge role for him to have. But I'm gonna wrap up the show. I want to thank um, Craig Rippin. Um, for joining us today in his project Black Ink. I will put the link and everything up for you guys to check out the trailer. I want to thank Nick, Joel, Dane, for, uh, Dane and Kanan for joining us for this amazing show. Stay tuned, guys. Next week we'll have a great show. And yeah. Damn it. Okay, lady. Um, I'll see you. We'll see you guys next Saturday at 8 o'clock. Uh, see you then, guys. Same bad time, guys. May the geek vibes be with you, always. Always. And we're (laughs) off air. Great show, guys. Dynamite. Beautiful guys. Can you not hear me? Nope, can you hear Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.